Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. The remaining Midfield Park residents have been given some breathing room. They were expected to be evicted from the Northeast Trailer Park at the end of this month, but a Calgary lawyer has been successful in getting a court injunction delaying the park's closure. Matthew Farrell, Barrister, Solicitor, Guardian Law Group, joins us today. Hello, Mr. Farrell. Hello. Tell me what you managed to do today, just so my listeners have an idea of this latest chapter in the Midfield Park story. So what's happened today is that uh, a judge has said now quite clearly that uh, nobody is going to be forced out of their homes on September 30th. In fact, nothing's going to be uh, happening in that regard until uh, this matter is back before the court and we can uh, hear arguments and have a judge make a decision on the merits. And those arguments uh, aren't going to be heard until November 22nd. So we've got until at least then as a bit of a reprieve here. How many residents are left in Midfield? Well, it's tough to say because a lot of these people were making um, plans on the assumption that they didn't have any choice and that they didn't have uh, any other option but to leave. Um, and now that, uh, uh, that that's not necessarily true anymore, uh, there may be more uh, inclined to stay um, than, uh, than previously thought. I can say that I believe there's approximately 30 or so trailers, I mean mobile homes rather, um, on the property uh, right now. Um, But I don't know how many of them are going to be occupied uh, in the coming months. Well, with November 22nd then, you as the lawyer representing these residents, you'll have more time to get your fight together. What grounds are you arguing that the residents shouldn't be evicted? So there's two major grounds that uh, I'm going to be arguing on in this case. The first one has to do with uh, the ability of the the city to evict these people based on the letter of the law in the Mobile Home Site Tenancies Act. Uh, The first thing you have to understand is that it is not uh, easy to evict uh, somebody from their homes, as, as it should be difficult to evict somebody from their homes. Um, you can only do it for a few very specific reasons. Uh, and those reasons basically boil down to um, the, they breached the, the agreement somehow, like, for example, they didn't pay their rent. Uh, you need to do repairs on the property, and, the, and it's not practical for the person to be there while you're doing them. Uh, or, number three, that you need to use the property for something else. So common in uh, residential tenancies, for example, would be if you wanted to move in there or if you had a family member who wanted to move in there or you were going to be redeveloping it, uh, you know, in another manner. Now, the problem that the city has in in this situation is there's no allegation that these people are all failing to pay rent or otherwise breaching their leases. They're not going to be repairing the property. In fact, uh, what they're going to be doing is demolishing it. Um, So uh, specific to the Mobile Home Site Tenancies Act, what it says is, I believe, repair, improve, or replace utilities. Those are the three things that you can uh, kick people out for. Um, But they're not doing any of those three things. They're not repairing them, they're not replacing them, and they're not not improving them. They're destroying them, which is something quite different, and is not a reason to uh, throw people out of their homes. So the only thing they're left with is 
well, we're going to be using the site for something else. Now, there is some uh, mention that sometime in the distant future, they may redevelop the site for high-density housing or something else like that. But that's not really, that's not what they're using it for right now. Right now, what they're going to be using it for is nothing. It's just going to be lying fallow. And, uh, you know, so that's not a reason either. So if the city were to prove by November 22nd, when this is back before a judge, that they are actually going to be developing it for high-density housing, does that change everything then? Uh, Well, actually, no, Um, because the problem from a legal perspective here is that the notice has to set out a valid legal ground. So, um, well, it would be interesting if they if they said, well, now we have a clear and immediate uh, need and use. And, and, and there could be an argument there to say, you know, even though our notice wasn't valid, maybe it, it gets extended for a certain period of time and the court will kind of, you know, say we didn't follow the letter of the law, but let us away with it. Um, so, I mean, you know, courts can, can sort of fashion remedies and, and, uh, and have to make difficult decisions all the time. Um, you know, if we were going to go by the strict letter of the law, then uh, what would likely occur is, so they have to give them a notice with a valid ground in it a year in advance. And the notice that they gave them doesn't have a valid ground in it. So arguably, even if they now manufacture a valid ground, they still have to give a one-year notice. But the law isn't, you know, always quite so black and white, and there may be some shades of gray Matthew, hold on here. I just want to take a quick traffic break, and I just want to ask you kind of the future, what we see here in the the next number of months. Matthew Farrell is my guest. He is with Guardian Law Group. Matthew Farrell is my guest. He is with Guardian Law Group, representing the remaining residents at Midfield Park. Matthew, when you talk about the remaining residents, whatever happens come November 22nd and when the judge finally makes a decision, is there any recourse for those other, I mean, there was 183 at one point, those other residents who have since left the park? Well, there there is actually... Maybe. I, 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 uh, I was told once that the answer to any good uh, legal question is it depends. Um, but in this case, what it depends on is whether or not a judge considers the releases that those people have signed uh, to be uh, what they call unconscionable transactions uh, and or whether he considers that they were executed under what is known as economic duress. Uh, so if a judge does think that, uh, that, that, that those things occurred, then he can say that the releases are to be set aside, and uh, then those people would have uh, the ability to sue uh, for breaches of their tenancy agreements and or breach of their constitutional rights. Matthew, we'll be talking about midfield. Well, if you say November 22nd, it'll be well after the next election. I appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Matthew Farrell, he is with Guardian Law Group.